Deacon Kevin here again, and welcome to Mary Seat of Wisdom Podcast Quarantine. I'm along with Father Ron Kalis, Pastor Emeritus at MSW. Welcome, Ron. Thank you, Kevin. Good to be with you. You know, last week we spent some time talking about the cross, the history, and how we honor the cross in our homes. And you brought up a wonderful uh, homily that was given by uh, a father, Raniero Castellamesa, uh, at St. Peter's last Good Friday. Um, and he is an OFM cap, period. And it reminds me of a really quick story of these different levels of um, holy orders, if you will, and orders versus diocesan priests. Uh, I was out with the run this morning, and uh, my friend Amy. God bless her. She's my wonderful running buddy. And we're out there in the morning with deer. And uh, today we saw a dead skunk and we came across a beautiful blue jay. And about a mile or two later, uh, Amy says to me, she goes, "Um, you know, what comes after a cardinal? And I kind of pause and I'm like, "Um, uh, the cubs? And she just kind of laughed and said, no, no, I mean, in religion. So and I think, Ron, I answered rightfully. I said the Pope. Yeah, so that's right. the that's Pope. Right. Yeah, so right. there's three levels, and I thought, you know, some folks always will come up to me and ask me about what's the difference between a diocesan priest or an order priest, or uh, you know, there's three levels. Let's move on to the topic of order. There's three orders: there's a deacon, a priest, and a bishop. And uh, a bishop is always a priest, and the Pope is always a bishop, mm-hmm. like the Pope is the bishop of Rome. But right. with our Gentlemen, we're going to talk about Father Castellamesa. Talk to us about him being this OFM cap. Yes, uh, the Franciscans uh, were divided into three groups. The original St. Francis uh, group were uh, now called Friars Minor, and then a little more uh, rigid group came after that. They were the uh, Capuchins, Franciscan Capuchins, because they have a little uh, uh, hood on the back of their uh, uh Cassock, and then the third one were conventual Franciscans, who are kind of monastic people, more towards monks, but they still have the flavor of uh, Francis about them. And this gentleman that we're talking about today, Cantalamesa, he's been the Pope's preacher for about 20 years. Wow. Never uh, knew there was such a thing. Well, yeah, he, he does some retreats, and he always preaches on Good Friday. The Pope never preaches on Good Friday. He always has... Uh, this gentleman come and preach. And he's also a scripture scholar, a theologian, written books on scripture. And you know what, Kevin? He was here at our seminary in Mundelein last uh, February, wow. and he preached to the bishops of the United States. But this homily that he gave was really a gem, and I thought it would be worth sharing with the folks who are listening to this podcast. So where do we begin with this homily, Ron? Well, I think we often begin with this question that a lot of folks have. If God is good and God is all-knowing, God is all-powerful, how could God permit such a terrible scourge to happen to our world? You know, I know that St. Thomas Aquinas and others have answered that question throughout millennials, that God does not wish evil to happen but permits it and will ultimately draw good from it. Yeah, that's right. And St. Augustine put it this way. Being supremely good, God would not allow any evil in his works unless in his omnipotence and goodness he is able to bring forth good out of evil. That's 
great because in Casta La Mesa's homily, he put it this way. He said, did God the Father possibly desire the death of his son in order to draw good out of it? And he answered, no. He simply permitted, you know, human freedom. We talk about human will so much in the Bible. And God gives us human uh, our human freedom. Uh, and basically, he allows it to take its course, make, making it serve him. However, for his own purposes, not those of human beings. Um, and we think of also natural disasters. You know, well, why did would God, you know, make this happen? Well, he doesn't bring them about. He gives kind of nature that similar freedom, certainly different than, than human freedom, but he allows well, all these freedoms to evolve according to our own development. Um, he didn't, and I love this line, love this, I could say this, this line, Ron, uh, he did not create a world like a programmed clock whose movements could be all anticipated. And, you know, others, people maybe not of religious say, you oh, know, this is just happenstance or chance, but you know, in the Bible or in our faith, we call it the wisdom of God. And you know what, Kevin? There are some folks out there who think that this pandemic is kind of God's way of punishing all the evil that's out there in the world. But here, too, Cantela Mesa is quick to remind us that if this scourge is some sort of punishment, why would good and bad people suffer equally? And, and why would all the poor in the world be afflicted? Are, are they greater sinners than the rest of us? So here's a lesson I think that God can be teaching us as we go through this time. Be careful of thinking that we are all powerful and we can do anything, including getting rid of this virus. Well, it reminds me also, I think, you know, I've heard Costello Mesa said it, and I've heard it on, you know, NPR and some discussions about the viruses. You know, we have this this smallest form of elephant ele, element of nature uh, in this virus. And, you know, we have also this military power and technology. And it's just not enough to save us even out of this small element. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, and uh, again... We have to keep in mind that God will always bring good out of the worst that's out there. Uh, and, you know, there's another thing out there, Kevin, that, you know, people think there's an equal force of evil and an equal force of good battling against each other. And that's not what it is. Uh, because if we say that there's an equal force of evil, then God isn't God. Because mm. God has to have all those attributes. Uh, he permits, we've been saying this uh, he permits evil to take place, but he always brings good out of it. But uh, what about some uh, benefits that we're getting out of this as, as we move along? You know, interestingly, I, I thought about what Costello Mesa said, and right here in our own community here in Park Ridge, driving by the Park Ridge Fire Department, uh, it, I've seen this numerous times, and not just there, but we're all in this together. And he talked about solidarity, uh, you know, where is there ever a time that, that we need to come together where we suffer unilaterally across the world? There's no borders. There's no barriers of race, nation, religion, wealth, or power. Um, we're all equal in this, this conflict against this virus. And, but interestingly, Pope Francis also exhorted us. He said, you know, saw this, don't waste this as an opportunity. 
all the pain, the deaths, the suffering, the, the heroic engagements on part of the healthcare workers, and even people in serving our daily needs at the grocery store, etc. This shouldn't be in vain. We shouldn't return to the ways of, you know, of before, if you will. So how do we take advantage of that, Ron? Yeah, uh, I think another thing we can uh, think about here, uh, you know, in, in Advent, Kevin, we, we read a lot from the prophet Isaiah. He has this great quote. Uh, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. So maybe this is our time to say enough about this arms race. Maybe we need to say it with all our might and enlist so many of our young people who are uh, making this journey with us uh, so we can devote ourselves and our resources to goals that are uh, necessary and important in our world, like fostering health, hygiene, food, overcoming poverty, and the fight, too, uh, about the stewardship in creation. I think wrapped around all that is we need to continue to pray and ask God to be with us this time. And I recall the, the gospel story of when the apostles were with Jesus in the boat and, and, and the apostles cry out, Teacher, don't you care that we're going about to drown? We're going to perish? Jesus eventually calms the storm. And, and we have to believe that he'll do the same for us while teaching us all those benefits that we mentioned before as well. Yeah, you're right. And we also have to remember, too, that all those people who lost their lives in this pandemic, and there were so many of them, they are not lost forever. They are gathered up into the Lord's arms, even as we will be one day when it's time for us to leave this world. So, Kevin, you know, I think we can uh, kind of wrap up this session uh, and maybe give our listeners uh, uh, a way to read this whole homily of Father Contalamation. Yeah, How could they do that? That's a great idea. And simply all I did was do a Google search and and typed uh, Cantalamesa homily for Good Friday. And it's C-A-N-T-A-L-A-M-E-S-S-A. I just typed in his name and homily and I put in 2020 because he, like you said, he has a lot of homilies he, for Good Friday he's preached. So put it in that date. So, uh, so that would be great. And we also would love to hear from you guys. And if you have any questions, any suggestions for a podcast, you could send it to my MSW uh, email address. That would be awesome. Okay, good. Let's hope folks will do that. So here's, here's a good scripture quote maybe that we could end with today. Uh, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 31, Jesus says this, After three days, I will rise. And I think that gives us promise that there's also life after death. We too, you know, we pray after these days, we pray for hope and pray that our journey will be short and that we'll come out of our tombs like Lazarus did and like Jesus did, uh, come out of our homes better than before, not returning to our former selves and remember these times and live a more fraternal, more human, and a more Christian life. Well, Ron, thanks much for sharing this, uh, this wonderful homily, and bless everyone that's listening, and we, we, we like your cards and letters, so to speak. <laughs> yes, thanks, Kevin. It was a privilege to be with you and to share this with our folks. Take care. Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom Dynamic Original Podcast.